0: Did you know Asian American women ages 15 through 24 have the highest suicide rate of any race among women in that age range? While these statistics from the Department of Health and Human Services are indeed sobering, Han's story will show us hope. Who is Han? What is her story? Listen and find out. Hello, this is Jessica Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. Last week, we heard part one of two parts of Han's story. Han, a 30-year-old Vietnamese-American immigrant, described her riveting tale. Following the fall of Saigon, her family fled Vietnam. At 10 months old, Han's family came to the US through a refugee sponsorship program. Han described growing up with then undiagnosed bipolar II. When we last heard her, she was describing college, a time when she was self-medicating with drugs and alcohol and fighting suicidal thoughts. While she tried to get professional help, her efforts were aborted by rigid insurance policies and cultural barriers. Han's family valued privacy and issues like depression, were swept under the rug. Han's story is part of Flipswitch's celebration of Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. Congress first designated July as Minority Mental Health Awareness Month in 2008. In today's podcast, we'll hear three things from Han. The conversation that changed her life, what her life is like today, and her advice to people with bipolar who are trying to make their parents understand. So what was the turning
1: point? After I had graduated college, I met my boyfriend, who is now my husband, and we had been dating for a year, and then we moved in together, and I remember one night, we got into a huge argument. I don't remember what it started about, but it just escalated. My mood escalated, and I switched, and I was angry, irritable, and just tearing into him. And then somewhere, I started crying, and then it started to become more depressed because I realized I was treating someone that I loved in a horrible, horrible way. And then I just felt bad for how I was treating him. And he looked at me and he said to me, Han, you need to get help because I hate seeing you like this. The thought occurred to me that he wasn't mad at me for how I was treating him or what I was saying to him or what I was doing. And I realized that if I didn't get help, I was gonna lose him. I was pushing him away, I was pushing my family away, and I realized if I didn't get help, I was gonna lose all the people in my life that mattered to me. How did you get help? I got help through my own insurance company provided by my employer. I just looked up the first counselor that Lived near me and I just said I'm gonna to go to counseling I was 25 or 26 when I first started going to counseling the counselor recommended that I take medication to assist with feelings of depression but I was very hesitant to go on to medication because I didn't want to feel like I needed medicine to make me feel normal so I was with my counselor for about a year and felt a little bit better but I decided maybe I should try the medication.
0: So who officially diagnosed you with bipolar 2?
1: My psychiatrist diagnosed me with bipolar 2 when I went to him to get medication to assist with the depression. I was 27 years old when I was diagnosed.
0: Were your parents supportive with a diagnosis?
1: I still can't explain to them my diagnosis. I even had a hard time explaining to them when I was in college that I needed to get help with depression. There's a big language barrier between us. Growing up in a Vietnamese home in America, my parents spoke Vietnamese to us. They taught us how to speak and understand Vietnamese. But when I went off to college, I didn't speak it as much, so I probably have the vocabulary of maybe a 13-year-old in Vietnamese. But trying to explain something technical to them, like depression or bipolar disorder, was very difficult. All I could tell them was that I just felt sad all the time. My mom just said to me, she says, well, everybody feels sad all the time. It's normal. There's a term in Vietnamese, and what that means is you have a difficult personality. And my mom says, I've been like that since I was a kid, and that's nothing you can change.
0: or these days, about how often do you struggle with depression?
1: Every day there's always a hint of sadness, but because I'm more aware of it now and that I've gotten help for it, I notice it and I kind of know how to deal with it. So rather than having the depression consume my life, I make strong conscious efforts to do things that I enjoy, like going to visit my niece and nephew. They always make me smile. They always make me laugh. And even that little bit can help.
0: About how often do you have hypomania?
1: I have hypomania probably more often than I do have depression. And the hypomania is more difficult for me to handle because it can last a long time. And it's hard for me to come down after my mood has gotten so elevated and I've become so anxious and I've become so irritable. It's very hard for me to calm down. When I do feel it coming on, because I am more aware of it, then I can take a step back and maybe go for a walk or do something that will help me clear my mind and calm down and be out of the environment that I feel is making me tense.
0: Would you say that your life has gotten better since being diagnosed and medicated?
1: Yes, my life has definitely gotten better. I finally, at 27, 28 years old, started getting a hold of my life and taking control of it and doing things that I know that I've wanted to do for so long but it also makes me more aware of my own actions and my own feelings so that I know when I start to feel depressed I know what I can do to help myself or when I feel a hypomanic episode coming on I know how to deal with it rather than just letting it consume your life and let it take over Being more aware of how to handle the situation helps yourself and it also helps your loved ones, your family, your husband, you know, your your partner, whoever you're with. It makes life so much easier just to be aware. One of the things that I can do now that I couldn't do before I was diagnosed is just to share my story. It was something I always kept to myself, but now that I know what it is and I know that there are so many other people out there who need to know about it, I'm more comfortable sharing I also took training to become a fitness instructor because health and fitness and exercise is one of the things that also got me through my depression.
0: What advice would you give other young people struggling with bipolar disorder or depression whose parents are resistant to psychiatry?
1: If a young adolescent or a child is familiar with their body and their feelings and know that they are different and know that they are reacting in ways that they shouldn't. They should bring it up to their parents and present it in a way that does not make the parents feel at fault because it's not your parents' fault, but let them know that it's something that you are concerned with and that you think that you need help for it.
0: What advice would you give parents of children or young people who think they might have bipolar disorder?
1: They need to learn about it, read about it, and be patient with their kids. It's not just typical teenage behavior. If you thought your children might have another disease that you're more familiar with, such as cancer or some other type of illness that is more well-known, you would look into it. You would see what kind of treatments you can get for it and what the symptoms are and make sure that they got the same type of help. And mental illness and mental illness disorders should not be treated any differently.
0: To conclude, Han shows us hope. Despite cultural barriers, Han persevered and received a diagnosis. Diagnosis and medication have changed her life for the better. If you need help, be persistent. Don't give up. While this is the end of Han's story, Flip Switch's celebration of Minority Mental Health Awareness Month is just beginning. Keep tuning in. Over the next few weeks, you'll hear from people from other ethnic backgrounds. But before the next podcast, you can always hear other podcasts or read my blogs on the Flip Switch page at www.bpkids.org forward slash Flip Switch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment. Be heard. Until next time, this is Jessica Jimeno, signing off and saying thank you for listening to Flip Switch.